Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Today we are going to look at how to deal with the child of the devil. The Apostle Paul in his ministry, in his missionary journeys, and kept moving from place to place. One day he found himself in a city, and this city was called Paphos. Paphos was the capital city of an island called Cyprus. In this particular city was situated the impressive, iconic temple of Venus. And so the people were used to worshiping all kinds of things. And on this island, whilst Paul was ministering, the deputy of the city, or the governor, or the proconsul, whose name was Sergius Paulus, required and requested that he wanted to hear the word. I like that. The proconsul, the governor, wanted to hear the word. He said, and I hear that some people are preaching word which is precious. And I want to receive that word. I want to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, any opportunity you have to listen to the word of God, receive that opportunity. Receive that opportunity. Don't joke with any opportunity you have to hear the word of God. Rush for it online. Go there in person. Make it your priority. So, Sergius Paulus, the governor, the, the, was the governor, this um, nice man, he, he appears to be a very nice man. Governor, proconsul, and um, the Bible calls him deputy in the King James Version of the Bible. He invited Paul and others. He wanted to hear the word of God. So Paul comes, and here is Paul, and strategically positioned around this man by the devil is somebody called Elimas, a very interesting personality to study. I have done a lot of study on Elimas. I've written a book called The Explodables, and it will be out this year, The Explodables. When I talk about the explodables, I'm talking about the people who will be destroyed during this revival. There is a revival God is staging at this stage in our lives. And some people are meant for destruction. They, they, are, they are earmarked for destruction. The, the explosion of 2021, the explosion of the Holy Ghost is going to bless some people, but it will kill others. It will give others life, but some people will be destroyed. The people who will be destroyed by the explosion are the people are called the explodables, okay? So explodables, like Simon the Sorcerer, who was condemned. Explodables, like Ananias and Sapphira, who died. Explodables, like this man we just called Elimas by Jesus, who went blind and needed somebody to lead him. Explodables, like Herod Agrippa, like Herod Agrippa I, this Herod who shut down and made oration and said you are some kind of God. And the people looked at him and they said, this must be God. The Bible said God struck him. Joseph said he saw a rope and on the rope was hanging, was, was an owl. This is historical record. Joseph said there was an owl and that represented an omen. King James Bible said the angel of the Lord appeared and smote him. And my Bible said and worms began to come out of it. So some people are explodable like that. 
But let's stay on this explodable personality. His, his name is Elimas. That word Elimas means a sorcerer. It means a wizard. It means an astrologer. And it also means a magician. The, the word Elimas comes from Arabic origin. It comes from Arabic origin. Okay. So there are two Arabic words that come together to form the Arabic equivalent of Elimas. But Elimas is in Greek. And it simply means somebody who is knowledgeable in sciences, in art, in divination, in magic, astrology. And the person is in all this. So the person is a sorcerer. This sorcerer was by the deputy. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and the Bible said that Paul comes there and the Bible said when they had gone through the aisle onto Paphos, you know, sometimes you can make a mistake and you think it was the island of Paphos. I hear many people say island of Paphos. The island actually was the island of Cyprus. And the capital of the island of Cyprus is a city by the name Paphos. Okay, so get that, get that clear. And they found a certain sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. Sorcerer. But what makes it confusing is that this sorcerer was a false prophet. So you see, a false prophet should not be taken for granted because a false prophet is not just a false prophet. He could be a sorcerer. You know, there are false prophets who try to create a counterfeit and they just act. And what they are doing is just fake. It's just guesswork. They are just operating some fakery and they are preaching some messages to deceive people. And sometimes they are just using the name of Jesus but they know that they, they, they have not submitted to the lordship of Jesus. That could be a false prophet. But a false prophet becomes more dangerous when the person is actually doing sorcery. So this one actually is a wizard, a false prophet. And then he was also a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus. Look at the, look at the name to Bar Jesus. Bar Jesus means the son of Joshua or the son of Jesus. So he's a son of Jesus, he's a false prophet, he's a sorcerer, he's a Jew. And then, which was with the deputy of the country. Which was with the deputy of the country. So by now, there is an Elimas by your husband. An Elimas by your wife. If you know the kind of influences that influence your husband or your wife, you'll be shocked. So... There could be a demonic, there could be an Elimas that is controlling somebody in your life. So Elimas is by the deputy, Sergius Paulus. The Bible calls him a, a, a prudent man. No matter how prudent you are, it is dangerous for you to be surrounded by an Elimas. No matter how prudent you are, if an Elimas is around you, you are in trouble. And he called for Barnabas and called for Saul and desired to hear the word of God. That, that is, we cry a blessing, you know, and desired to hear the word of God. This man was not looking for a miracle. He just said, give me the word. Give me the word. I, I just want the word. I'm not looking for a miracle. If, if it's just a miracle, I have this pretender here. I have this sorcerer here. I have this Elimas here. I have this magician here. I have this sorcerer here. If it's just the magic, if it's just something to impress me, if it is just something to satisfy my spiritual curiosity, I have one sitting by me here. But I'm not looking for all these miracles. I just want the word. And, and because you know what, people? Heaven and earth will pass away. 
but his word will never pass away. In the last days, I want to encourage you. Life is becoming more and more difficult, but don't forget to get the word. Don't forget to get the word. In the name of Jesus, and the word that is coming to, to you today, receive it. The Bible said he desired to hear the word of God. Do you desire to hear the word of God or you hate the word of God? You, you detest the word or you are indifferent towards the word. The Bible said he desired to hear the word. But Elimas the sorcerer, for so was his name by interpretation. That means the name Elimas, the interpretation is a sorcerer. I've told you that already. So the interpretation of the name Elimas, Elimas in the Greek, but the root word comes from an Arabic word, and it means a sorcerer. He withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. So Elimas was there for two purposes. The Elimas in your life is there for two purposes. Number one purpose, to defend Number two purpose, to divert. Everybody shout somewhere, defend. And everybody shout, divert. So he's there for two reasons. Number one is to defend a territory. No, I can imagine that um, Sergius Paulus used to give Elimas a lot of money. I, I, no, I don't have to be told. I, I believe that that was his bank that was his savings account. I believe that this was his reservoir. I believe that this was his strong room. Sergius Paulus would give Elimas money. I'm sure he was eating from there. His accommodation was from there. His food was from there. His clothing were from there. Everything he would do in life depended on this man. So definitely, Elimas is defending a territory. There are many magicians in our world that are defending territory. I can tell you that even when it comes to church, oh, there are some pastors that can defend a territory with some zeal that you will be shocked about. When they hear another church is coming into the town, they will curse that church. I have heard it. There are real stories. They curse churches. Some take the pictures of some churches and their pastors, especially their new churches, and they put it on the ground, and they step on them. And they say, any new pastor that is coming into this town, he's under my feet. So we are stepping on them, and they are under our feet. And their prophets go to pray, and their prayer warriors, I beg your pardon, go to pray those same kind of prayers. They are defending a territory. There are many people that are defending a territory. They stay by somebody they defend. They use the witchcraft. They control it. So nobody can prosper in Lesse Bogatanga, apart from them. Nobody can prosper in Kumasi, apart from them. Nobody can have a church in this city, apart from their religion. So, false religions, fake religions, religions that are demonic in nature, can hijack a whole city and say nobody is coming here. Fetish priests can take hold of a city, can take hold of a town, and say nobody can do anything meaningful here. I want any child of God under the sound of my voice to understand that the person you want to convert, that deputy, the city of Paphos you are entering has got a spiritual owner, a spiritual defender, that there is an Elimas in that city who has vowed that nobody can succeed apart from you. 
But the reason I'm preaching this message to you today is because the anointing that was upon the apostle Paul that made him enter the forbidden territory. Oh, can I tell somebody today you are about to enter forbidden territory? You are about to enter a territory that is forbidden, a territory that they have hijacked for years. This is Paphos under the control of a magician. And Paul said, here I come. And Barnabas said, here I come. And that is what you are going to do today. You are going to enter a city that is a forbidden territory, a place that somebody has hijacked. And you are going to go into the life of a deputy who has been controlled by witches and wizards and diviners. And you are going to take that territory in the name of Jesus. So, he withstood the apostle. He defended his territory. Some territory are not easy to enter. What many people don't know now is that these principalities and powers use human beings because they cannot do whatever they want to do directly. So they've got their agents in the church. They've got their agents in strategic people's lives. They've got their agents in people who, 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 must, who must help the ministry and do the things that they are supposed to do for the kingdom of God to be enhanced. So um. There will be an Elimas by the chief of your village who will influence him against the things of God, who will try to stop him. And many times you think it is these people that want, don't want to receive the gospel. It is they who don't want to be born again. It is they who don't want to give their life to Christ. And Elimas is affecting them. Something is influencing them. So the Elimas, number one, defends the territory. And number two, the Elimas diverts attention. So the Bible said he the Bible said he was with the deputy. He was with the deputy. And then, apart from being with the deputy, he tried to turn the deputy away from the faith. So he was with him, number one. Number two, so he was with him. In other words, he's defending something. And then number two, he's trying to divert the attention of the man from the word of God the man was receiving. So you read it and he said. He withstood them. That is the defending. He withstood them. That is defending. He, he's standing and he said, nobody can pass here. And number two, he is turning, seeking to turn the deputy away from the faith. Somebody is not only defending a territory, but the person is also diverting attention. So he's saying, don't look at these people. Don't listen to them. And almost every one of you, under the sound of my voice, have ever heard a spirit that is saying, don't listen. So that is diverting. And there are many spirits that come to you and divert. And some of the spirits, they sit in your own church. During an offering time, somebody will be sitting by you and tell, don't give the offering. That is Elimas. We are attending the prayer meeting on Tuesday. Then a church member says, let's go and eat Banku instead. That is an Elimas. So as I'm speaking to you now, you can begin to imagine many witches. You want to go to your church, then you want to go to the church, then your wife says, everyday church, sit in the house. Your husband says, everyday church, sit in the house. That is an Elimas. Anybody that is diverting your attention from the faith is an Elimas. Some too will try to discourage you from, from like I said, giving an offering. Some of the Elimas will stand by you 
and they will divert your resources to another source. Now, so in this particular case, they are diverting the attention of the deputy from Paul and bringing the attention to themselves. So right now, there may be a girl somewhere who is diverting your attention from your wife to herself. That is an Elimas. Or maybe that one, let's call her Elimasi. Elimasi, huh? Diverting your attention from your wife to herself. There may be a man who is diverting your attention from your husband to himself. You may be working somewhere and there is somebody else who is diverting your attention from where you work to another, pe- to another place, to another place. And all these are spirits. They are demons. These people are charged with spirits to prevent you from concentrating. And sometimes they just, they just move your attention away from the things of God, the things you are supposed to do. Now, this guy called um, Sergius Paulus, he was a prudent man, but, but there was no way he could see through what um, Elimas was doing. So Paul had to intervene. So we, we've looked at the, 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 the deeds of this um, child of the devil, his purpose in the life of the deputy was number one, to defend, and number two, to divert. Now, let's look at the power. Let's look at the power that Paul had. Paul had a lot of power. We, when we come across the children of the devil, I want you to be assured that you have power over the child of the devil. John wrote, and in 1 John chapter 4 and the verse number 4, he said, we are of God. I like that. We are of God. Now, Paul is trying to deal with Elimas, and we will soon come to the child of the devil, or the, yeah, the child of the devil. But John is saying, we are, or you are of God, little children. Ye are of God, little children. And the word little children here is the, the children there is the word technon, but you are of God, little technon, and you have overcome them. Lift up your hand and shout, I have overcome them. Come on, say it five times. It will bless you. Ye are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, so I believe that Paul is sitting there and Paul is saying, you know what? I am greater than them. Paul is sitting there and he knows that greater is he that is in he, Paul, than the one that is sitting by Eli, by, by Sergius Paulus. Until you remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, you can never overcome. I believe that Paul knew who he was. I believe that Paul knew the kind of authority he carried, the kind of power that he carried. So he began to do some things. And I want to use some military terms to describe the things that he did. Number one is empowerment. Number two is engagement. And number three is enforcement. I'm using these three words so that you cannot forget them. The first one is empowerment. Now let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. And I I, I did. Verse number nine says, Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. And verse number 10, and he said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil. This is where I got the child of the devil. 
thou child of the devil, enemy of all righteousness, will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking something to lead him by the hand. And the verse number 12, then the deputy when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. So, the first thing is, in dealing with the child of the devil, the first thing is that my Bible said that, that Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost and Saul or Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost. That is what I call empowerment. The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and the verse number 7 that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So Paul is looking at the man and the Bible said and Saul being filled with the Holy Ghost and Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost and Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost and Paul being filled with the Holy Ghost and Saul being filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray today may you be filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Until you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you can never, never deal with the children of the devil. If the child of the devil appears in front of you and you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot handle that child of the devil. That is why whenever you get up every morning, you are praying, Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I don't care whether you speak in tongues or not. Here, here is Paul. Ananias had laid hands on him to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, Paul was baptized in the Holy Ghost already, but on this day, he had to be filled with the Holy Ghost again. What I mean is, you know what? You don't get filled with the Holy Ghost once and that is it. Every new challenge needs another level of being filled with the Holy Ghost. The amount of infilling of the Holy Ghost you have when you are dealing with class 1 demons is different from when you are dealing with class 3 demons. And I want to tell somebody right now, the Lord said I should tell somebody that if you don't get filled with the Holy Ghost at another level, the demons that are coming against you will kill you. God just told me to tell you that. God just told me to tell you that. God just told me to tell you that. I want to tell a certain pastor and a church worker that if you don't get full of the Holy Ghost and what you carried a year ago is still what you carry, the devil will injure you, the devil will kill you, the devil will destroy you because you know what people... The Bible said, and when Paul had passed through the isle unto Patmos, sorry, unto Paphos, that means he had had a certain journey. So, so today I found myself praying, Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. It was the main prayer I was praying. Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost. 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 And that is because many believers believe that apart from the day they got baptized in the Holy Ghost and they received the Holy Ghost baptism and started speaking that they are one-legged tongue. Listen, the battle you are fighting now, cannot handle it. You need something bigger than that. Now, mind you, 
this man called the Apostle Paul, the man was filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 10, we don't hear he worked a miracle. Acts chapter 11, we don't hear of him working a miracle. Acts chapter 12, we don't hear of him working a miracle. But Acts chapter 13, all of a sudden, I believe that this is his first recorded miracle. The man, all of a sudden, at first, he was dealing with haters. He was dealing with people that hated him. These were Jews that were full of traditions and that were full of um, dogmatic personalities who just hated him because of the doctrine he was preaching. Now, suddenly, he is sitting in front of a magician, a wizard. I would not be surprised if this is the first time the man was encountering a demon. Oh, boy. I'm about to say something. And I pray that somebody who has a spiritual ear will hear me. But I've been in this ministry and on this road long enough to realize that anytime something is coming from God and you speak it, only about 10% of the people hear it. The tendency for the people in this room not to understand anything we say is very great. The ability to speak the thing and it will hit concrete wall is very great. You see, prophecy is not for general consumption. Prophecy is for people that are saved. But for people that are destroyed, prophecy is not applicable. I'm giving you a prophecy that you know what people, any one of you under the sound of my voice, the invasion of the devil against the church and against the kingdom of God, and I'm not talking about just desert pastures. I believe that any church that has an ear or that has ears, eyes to see, they will start seeing something. Baby, listen to the sound of my voice. Whether it is church of Pergamos, Smyrna, Sardis, Ephesus, Philadelphia, Laodicea, any of them. What you need now to keep your church, you need to make your output more than 80%. You must put in more energy. The amount of spiritual strength you needed to pray for one hour, you must multiply it by 10. Otherwise, you cannot pray that one hour many of you would tell me prayer has become more difficult because you know what you used to pray with your mouth open and the preachers must still say open your mouth and pray now face mask has closed your mouth and has closed your nose so in the natural it means that it was listen if I was using natural language I will tell you the devil against you has become stronger. The devil has increased strength. Hell has increased strength. The powers of darkness have increased strength. Because the devil knows from the pit of hell that the only enemy, the only legitimate enemy the devil has against Corona is the church. He will stop us from meeting. He will stop us from praying. I like online. But online is only for people who cannot be present. When you are present, listen, even when your pastor stands there and tells you, don't come to church, you know, just stay in your house and follow online is better. Come and sleep in the church. 
come and sleep in the church. Tell yourself there's no way I'm going to ask. I'm going to absent myself from church and from the things of the kingdom. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. The devil has become stronger. If there was something that was fighting against your money, it has increased. If there is something that was fighting against your marriage, your family, that thing has increased. You know what? Let me say it again. The devil has become stronger and you better be stronger. Stop complaining and praying. Stop crying and praying. Stop, stop, stop. Stop all that bitterness and pray. So Paul, being filled with the Spirit, empowered with the Spirit. Oh, you need to be filled with the Spirit. That is what Jude said. But you, my beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So I can imagine Paul is sitting by the deputy, and Paul is look, looking at the deputy, and once in a while, because Paul is talking to the deputy, and Barnabas is standing around there, and Paul keeps stealing glances at Elimas. He keeps stealing glances at Elimas, and he felt like telling Elimas something. And the Holy Ghost said, Don't say it now, don't say it now. This man is so demonic. Don't say it now. You are not ready. Don't say it now. And Paul is talking. And Barnabas is talking. And they are talking to the deputy. And I'm sure that Paul at a certain point will take a break and speak in tongues. So vocally and go. Nakabranto ristibihako. Rimazante parunte maha. Liakabashonte maha. He's pumping his tires. He's pumping his tires. He's revving his engines. The man of God is about to fire something at the magician but he cannot fire the thing at the magician when he himself is not ready but he's building up himself in his most holy faith until he got to a certain level in the spirit he said I'm not speaking now I'm speaking in tongues until I am ready I came to tell somebody right now this is the time for us to pray more than we have ever prayed before this is the time for us to speak in other tongues more than we've ever done before. I want somebody somewhere to clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com God bless you richly.